0: Reading through 1 Corinthians, the early part of the week, I noticed as I went through, in chapter 4, verses 16 and 17, it says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy, for the temple of God is holy which temple ye are. And then in the sixth chapter, verses 19 and 20, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. And in that portion you just heard, read from Second Corinthians 6, and verse 16. In what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. We've taken our text this morning in First Corinthians six nineteen and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit which is in you, which you have of God, and you are not your own? For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Those last words of of verse 19 and the first words of verse 20, listen to them. And may the Spirit of God take them home to our hearts this morning. I pray that before we leave this place, as we meditate upon the things of the Lord today, that these two things will grip our souls. And we will have an understanding, we who know the Lord, who have been washed in His blood, that we we will have an understanding that we have never had before, In this regard, that I am not my own, for I have been bought with a price. You're not your own, for you are bought with a price. In other words, when the Lord Jesus Christ died for us and when he saved us, he made us his very own. We no longer belong to ourselves. We're no longer, we should be no longer under our control because God has delivered us from ourselves and bought us from ourselves. We're not our own. We've been bought with the price of the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. First Peter 1 Peter 1.18 and 19. Therefore, you are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Then in Revelation 5.9, Thou art worthy to take the book, they were, they, they were <clears throat> saying in heaven, and to open the seals thereof, Thou was slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred and people and tongue and people and nation. If this is so and it is, therefore ye are not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. If the people of God would walk day by day, moment by moment, with the thought in their hearts and in their minds, I do not belong to myself. I belong to Christ. I am the property of the Lord God of heaven in Christ, and my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Christ-holy God has come to dwell in my body, and therefore this body is not mine. It belongs to another who has bought it with the price of his own precious blood. Therefore, in all things, in thought, word, and deed, I am to glorify God in this body and in my spirit, which are God's. There was a time when we belonged to ourselves. We thought we were our own. If you're here this morning, a saved soul, a soul washed in the blood of Christ. Remember, the Word of God tells us in our text, you are not your own. Why? Because you are bought with a price. You might ask the question, "Whom was I bought from?" You were bought from. You were bought by Christ with his own precious blood, from yourself. Satan was your master. You were his slave. But he saved you and bought you because you were in your own self, walking in your own will, in your own way. Where else is the force of those words, you are not your own? Through the redemption which is in Christ Jesus, a compensation has been made and that compensation is the compensation of the blood of Christ it has been given to us for ourselves in other words god loved me he desired to deliver me now he has all right to my to me i am his property i belong to the lord jesus christ therefore that independent state and liberty which I once delighted in, I have surrendered to another. I wonder if you caught those words. If we're here this morning, saved by the grace of God, washed in the blood of Christ, when we came to Christ and we gave ourselves to Him, when we turned unto God in repentance and under Christ in faith, we no longer had the right to ourselves. He bought us from the right, he bought our rights to ourselves. You are bought with a price, therefore you are not your own. Therefore, we no longer have an independent state of being. We belong to another. And we are dependent upon Him. I want that to go home to our hearts this morning. We said at one time, our lips were our own. We said like Pharaoh, who is the Lord that I should obey Him? I should obey His voice. I don't want anybody to rule over me. I want my own way. I want to have my own way. I want to do the thing that I want to do. And therefore, we had a right to ourselves to do as we please, we thought. We thought we had liberty. We thought we had independence, but we didn't because we were governed by sin. And you know what the essence of sin is? The essence of sin is my right to think that I have the right to myself to do as I please, when I please, where I please, and how I please, and God, you stay out of it. I don't want you to have anything to do with it. I want to govern my own life. I want to walk in my own way. I want to make my own decisions. I want to walk in sin. I want the world. I want its pleasure I want everything the world has to offer. I want to get everything that I can get in this world. I'll give myself, my body, my soul, my spirit, everything that I may have those things of the world that satisfy me. That's sin. And as I said, the essence of sin is the right to do is i please when i please where i please and how i please and god you stay out of it but if you hear this morning say by the grace of god something happened to you the holy spirit came he made you willing in the day of his power to lay down the arms of your rebellion he came into your heart and He came in power to break the power of sin and to show you how you were nothing but an ill-deserving, undeserving, hell-deserving sinner. He came and worked in your heart and by His power He broke the power of sin and broke the power of sin of rebellion in your heart, where you were willing to yield up the whole man to the whole Christ. He worked longer in some hearts than he did others. How many, how many years did he pursue you? How many years? If he, had no, if he had to continue to go after you, where would you have been? Because you didn't want him. You didn't want to bow to the authority of someone else. Someone else to tell you what to do, when to do, and where to do, and how to do. You wanted that right for yourself. But there came a day when he broke resistance in your heart. You you were made to cry, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You hoisted the white flag of surrender and repentance. And by faith you saw the matchless ransom that had been paid for your sins in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You were made to view Him by faith as your Savior and Deliverer. And your heart went out to Him, crying after Him, for Him to be your Master, for Him to be your Lord. And you were willing to surrender up the whole man to the whole Christ, as I said before. Why? Because God has come. And He has dealt with your heart. And now you gladly yield yourself up to Him. Now you see the road that you were traveling was the road to hell. Now you see that the the way was a way of damnation in hell and that you abided under the wrath of the Almighty God. And God came. And by faith you looked to Christ and now you do not belong to yourself. You are not your own. For you are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body. And in your spirit. Which are God's. What the Lord Jesus Christ did when he came. The Holy Spirit working in our hearts. He began. To woo us unto himself. where we transferred. As He freed our wills, we transferred the control of our life to another. Beloved, this doctrine that's preached today that man does not have to bow to the Lordship of Christ when he saves him is not taught in the Word of God. Because it is a complete surrender unto Him. You're not your own. You're bought with a price. And that price is the blood of Christ. God saves rebels, but he makes them willing in the day of his power to bow at his feet and be obedient under his will and to walk in his way. You are willing to transfer yourself over to Christ. And oh, what a great gain that was. You became his and he became yours you're not your own for you are bought with a price. You have surrendered as believers your right and all that you have to another. You're, not, you're now Praise God. You have died to yourself. You have died to the world. Christ has come in to save you and deliver you. You heard those words which said, He that seeketh to keep his life shall lose it. But he that loseth his life for my sake shall find it. And you found that when you surrendered all to Christ, that He has come in. And instead of losing everything which you thought you would do if you yielded yourself to another to rule over you, now you see that you have gained everything. For you have gained Christ. You have gained salvation. You have gained heaven. You have gained the love of God. All of it is gained as you come to Him. And what has He done? He has given you a new high and divine life. You have given up all the groveling life of the flesh. You have given up all of the flesh and of the world, that which damned you, that which was sinking you deeper and deeper into hell under the wrath of Almighty God. But He has come and given you a new life. He has given you His divine life. So now you're not your own, for you're bought with a price. Isn't that precious? This is the grace of God. This is the mercy of God. And God does this for poor sinners. He has given you peace. He has given you rest in Christ. He has forgiven you of all of your sins. And what have you given up? You've given up nothing but the wicked heart that was like a troubled sea, driven day by day by sin and by Satan. All the dirt and mire and filth of the heart and of the world. You've let it all go by the grace of God. And He has come in to give you a new heart. And to give you a new spirit. And to give you that peace and quiet and rest of soul that is found only in the Lord Jesus Christ. What else has He done? He has given you joy. That fruit of the Spirit. That joy that passeth all understanding, God gives unto His people. Joy unspeakable and full of glory as you meditate now upon the Lord Jesus Christ. As you see <clears throat> that you're not your own. You're the property of another. And this, and, this, and this one is the Lord God of heaven. He has come down to buy me with the price of His own precious blood. And what have I given up? Why? I've let go the so-called pleasures and joys of this life. I've turned my back by the grace of God upon hell and upon sorrow and upon death. I've turned my back by the grace of God upon that which was damning my soul to hell. And I've come to see the joy and peace and quietness that that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God has been poured into my soul. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm not my own. I'm not the person I used to be. God has come in, and I belong to Him because of the price that He paid for my sins. And not only that, but He has given me a living hope. He has given me a living hope. It is a hope that reaches beyond this life into the life that is in heaven, basking in the sunlight of His presence forever and forever. I've given up nothing but darkness and hell and death. and He has given me that hope that reaches beyond the grave. Most people, the only thing they know is that they're coming to death someday. And death to them is a leap in the dark. They don't know where they're going. They don't know what's going to happen. When they they draw their last breath, they have no no hope beyond. All that they have had in this life, what has it done to them? I look at the world today. They had all of their celebration of the old year going out and the new year coming in. And I quietly had the celebration in Christ because I have a hope beyond the grave. They had all their pleasure and all their joys that they had. But if you saw the pictures that were on two pages of the paper yesterday, I'll guarantee you there was a lot of headaches and hangovers yesterday morning. But I had joy and peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. I belong to another. One who bought me with the price of his own precious blood. How many disappointed people were there yesterday in all the football games that were played? Of, on, who, who were disappointed because their team lost. How many, are going to be, how many is going to be <clears throat> disappointed on Tuesday night when they play for the championship of the nation? Some teams got to lose. There can be a lot of broken hearts. But we can bask in the sunlight of His presence and walk with Him. Life to Life to the child of God should be one of expectancy. Daily expecting the Lord to meet us, to lead us, to guide us, to talk with us, to have fellowship with us. That's the life that is worth living. Whatever happens, whatever happens, my son who was all <clears> half <throat> about this Y2K business, he had to ring me yesterday and said, Daddy, you were right. Oh, it's nothing but a Y2K, okay. It's all turned out well. It has. What did we have to, we have to look forward to? I had to look forward to my Lord taking care of me. Because I'm not my own. I'm bought with a price. He would take care of me. He would watch over me. I'm His property. He's promised to feed me, to clothe me, to house me, and to take care of me. I belong to Him. Could you have any better joy than that? Than walking day by day in the happiness and joy of walking with the living God knowing that you belong to Him. There's no there's no way that He's going to let you go after the price that He paid for you. Would He come from heaven's heights to earth's depths and die the death of the cross and pour out His life's blood and take all of the wrath of Almighty God upon Him for your sins of eternity that you'd have to pay for in hell and buy you for Himself, make you His very own, and your whole body and soul and spirit become His, and then He would let you be lost. My Bible doesn't teach that. There's an expectancy. He's going to keep me. He's going to deliver me. He's going to have His way. And I desire for Him to do this. Praise God, I do not have to walk day by day having my rights. I have none. I lost them all at the cross. All all, All the rights are in Him. And the child of God can live for His glory and can live for His praise and live for Him. Why? Because He belongs to Him. He can come to Him. He can speak to Him. Christ is the way into the very presence of the Holy God. And you can sit down there and commune with Him above the mercy seat and have all the joys that your soul could ever hope to have is in Him. And will He leave you? Would He leave that which belongs to Him? Would a mother leave a second child? She may. But my God will not leave me because I was written on the palms of His hands when He went to Calvary's cross. His blood was shed for me. And therefore, not only that, but do you think that He would send his, his, his Holy Spirit to take up His abode in our bodies? And then for that, the Holy Spirit not to lead us and guide us? The people of God are the most blessed people in all the world. I want you to see that this morning. By the grace of God. They're the most blessed people in all the world. They have the only God living within them. And as God dwelt among the people in Israel as a Shekinah glory above the mercy seat, he was in the midst of the camp. He is in the heart, in the midst of the child of God, who he bought with the price of his own precious blood. He leads and guides and delivers by his almighty power. There's no other life like it. It makes no difference what people think or what they say. God takes care. Being the temple of the Holy Spirit, the dwelling place of the thrice holy God, we have been made free from the bondage of sin, free from the slavery of sin, free from the bondage of ourselves. We were in bondage to ourselves. We were in bondage to our own thoughts and our own ways. We were driven by sin as it controlled us. But praise God, because of the self-surrender, we find our joy and our delight in being altogether Christ, belonging to Him. And the very height of our ambition should be to be like Him and waiting for that day when we will be completely like Him. In thought, in word, in deed, we'll have a body like His, we'll look like Him, we'll be dressed like Him, and we'll have no sin, no pain, no nothing, except joy and peace forever and forever. You're not your own. You are bought with a price. Well, let me. I ask you a question. To come into this world and live amidst all that's in this world and go through it and not have the Lord? I'll be honest with you. I would have hated to have gone through, the, through my life with all that I've gone through with in pain of this body and not have the living God to watch over me and keep me. Nice. And I could look up and say, all right, whatever you put on me, whatever you bring into my life, I belong to you. It's your body. I'm not my own. Whatever it is, do you think that my three back operations all came from a fall, different fall? It was twenty 30 some more years apart. My neck operations—I've had two of those. They all came from falls. Do you think I deliberately and premeditatively fell down? No. But this body belongs to him. He allowed it. If God puts into our li- puts into our lives those things that <clears throat> would would irritate us and work havoc with our lives. Whatever he delights, whatever he decides, whatever he does, it's his. We belong to him. We're his purchased property by his precious blood. if I could read some of your hearts this morning, I'll guarantee you that in, in, in your past life, you've said, Why? Why have I gone through this? Why do I suffer like this? Why do I have to put up with, with this in my life? Why do I have to go through this? It is because the Lord God of glory, if you're His, it's because the Lord God of glory has ordained it. You belong to Him, He's your property. People wonder I've heard of, I've heard it. People wonder why Frank Maxim would take a wife and nine children all the way to Zambia, in Africa. And Africa's always been called the grave of the white man. And they have been through four, five, six, seven, eight kinds of diseases since they've been there. Malaria has laid them low. One of them's been near the grave with malaria. You know why? Because when Frank, Brother Frank heard the call, he had to go, because he belonged to another. And And God told him to go. He had to go. Suppose in this morning he would tell you, I want you across the seas in this place. He has the right to tell you what to do. He has the right to have you break all connections with loved ones and friends and everybody and go to do his will. Why do you think men have given their lives in the foreign countries Given everything that they might bring the gospel to others is because they belong to Christ and Christ wanted to get his word to others that belong to him. So he says, I'm going to use you. I'm going to use you. I want you to go. I know individuals just never been inside of a hospital as a sick patient. I know individuals 40, 50, 60 years old that have been sick much in their life. But it's been different with me. Why did God do this? He had a right to. He had a right to put into my life what He wanted to humble me and break me at His feet because I belong to Him. Beloved, I'll tell you, it will change your life. If this morning it would, the, God, the, the Spirit of God would, would whisper to your soul, I am not my own. I've been bought with a price. Therefore, whatever comes into my life, my Master has ordained that it should come there. Like I've told you before, I was driving from Chicago to, to home in, in Minnesota when I lived there. And it wasn't long after I got out of Chicago, about 475 miles to my place, and a thought struck me that my Heavenly Father could do me no wrong. I reveled in that for hours. And the time went by like that. And that's been with me ever since then. My Heavenly Father can do me no wrong, whatever He's allowed in my life. And then when I got a hold of this this week, and to see... That the reason my heavenly Father can do me no wrong is that I belong to Him by the purchase of the precious, the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Beloved, this will bring down all murmuring, shut up all complaining, and give us grace to say, "Lord, thank You for whatever You bring into my life." And it came, it, it it came because. He gave his life, blood, for our entrance into the most holy place. And then I want you to notice here from our text the high value of our cost. The cost of of belonging to him. You're not your own, for you're bought with a price. The Lord of glory put no value on the lost angels. He made no provision for the angels that fell, a third of them. Billions upon billions of them fell. He made no provision for them. But when man fell, he made provision for lost men. He loved them. So he gave himself for them. Those that kept not their first estate. They Peter and Jude tells us that they reserved in hell <coughs> in chains waiting that that day of judgment when they be cast in a lake of fire. But he had put great value upon lost men. He put a great value upon my never dying soul. He wanted he loved me and wanted me to be his. That he came and gave himself for me. He wanted to give me. He wanted to give me his own nature, that I might be brought into union with the living God. You got you to have. You got to have the nature. Are you listen to me? You got to have the nature of God to commune with Him. You have got to have the nature of man to commune with man. You'd have to have the nature of a dog to, confuse, to to talk to him. When God wanted to save us by his marvelous grace, Peter tells us, Second Peter 1 tells us, that he, we are made partakers of his divine nature. That's the reason he gave us the Holy Spirit. And we would have the very nature of God in us so that we can have fellowship with him. We could talk with Him and commune with Him. Brethren, you ought to go around every day pinching yourself. Is this, is this really me? Is this what God has done for me? He's made me a new creation. I'm not my own. I'm bought by the price. He's given me His very divine nature that I can commune with Him. Therefore, I desire to glorify God in my body. I don't want to do anything that will displease Him. I don't want to do anything that will bring, bring reproach upon His name. I want to walk with Him. I want to commune with Him. I want to look, look, see what He has done for me over and over again. He puts such a price on us. He, he, he desires us to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. You, know, you want to know what value he put upon us? Go to the cross. See him bleeding and dying in our place. Hear him when the judgment of God fell upon him in such force. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Follow him from Gethsemane, where the blood began to drop his great sweat coming out upon his brow. In Pilate's court, where they scourged him, and the blood Profusely began to, to come out from its back, and a car- crown of thorns were placed upon him, and he began to bleed. And when they nailed him to the cross, this was the price. See him there. As he bleeds and dies, and all of his blood, his very life is poured out, wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace is upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. He did this. This was the price. Therefore, should I give any part of my body to the world? Should I give any part of my body to sin? How about my mind? How about my mind? My mind is to be stayed upon Him. My prayer should be always, Lord... Here I am, take me, and do with me as you please. What did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 6, 15? I read it to you. He said, Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. Then I am to free fornication. The 10th chapter, he says, I am to free idolatry. Timothy, he says, we are to flee youthful lust. Again, in Timothy, he said, we are to flee the love of money, hankering after the things of the world, and what money can buy. Our minds are to be stayed upon him, and therefore we are to look to him. No part of my body belongs to me. No part of my body belongs to the world. I'm not my own. Have you seen that yet this morning? Has God showed you that yet, my spirit? I'm not my own. I belong to another. He bought me. And therefore, what I have, He has given to me. What did He tell us in the Word of God? Who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now, if thou didst receive it, Why dost thou glory as if thou hadst not received it? Everything that I have has come from him. He tells me in his word. The Lord says to each one of his own beloved, Since thou wast precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Isaiah 43, 4. But who, who made us precious? In God's sight, the Lord Jesus Christ. He gave us of his very preciousness. Because all the precious things come from God. In the two epistles of Peter, seven times the word precious is used. One time it's precious faith. Another time it's precious blood. Another time it's it's precious. The Lord Jesus Christ is called precious. All things are precious. I belong to another. But with this knowledge of who I am and what I am in Christ, does this give me a right to be proud? We're to walk in lowliness. We're to walk in meekness. We're to walk knowing that all things have come from Him. We're to walk in praise and in thanksgiving. None of the preciousness is ours. We are bought with a price. We are bond slaves of Jesus Christ. All things come from Him. So we are to stay low at His feet. Since we are not our own, for we are bought with the precious blood of Christ, then we should think of two things. We should think of security and watchfulness. I, heard, I heard it this a while ago. Let me go over it again. We will not be lost. That's security. For He owns us. He is able to keep us. If one whom He made and shed His blood for were to perish, He would be the great loser because He gave His whole life for that man to be saved and delivered. But that hope is that He will hold us and keep us by His almighty power and almighty grace continuously. We are are the Lord's and no one is going to rob us from Him. None of our heritage will be taken away from us. It will be of Him. And then I, 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 I praise God for the word watchfulness. You're not your own, for you are bought with a price. Therefore, we're to take great care to keep our hearts with all diligence. I had a piece come across, a little magazine. It's been coming for decades, I guess. And, and once in a while, I'll, I'll thumb through it. And I did this past week, and had an old article in there, lambasting the eternal security of God's people. He just quoted Scripture after Scripture to make out that God, that God could lose His people. But there's one thing he didn't recognize and didn't even look into in the Word of God, that when God saves us, we persevere in a way of holiness. The man that doesn't walk in holiness doesn't have the faith of God's elect. The man that's not watchful has never been bought with his precious blood. God's people are a watchful people against that which will break that communion with them. Listen to what he says. We are to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. According to James 1.27 We are to keep ourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude 21. We're to walk in righteousness and true holiness, Ephesians 2.24. We're to walk as children of light, redeeming the time, Ephesians 5.8 and 16. Then, then again in 2 Corinthians 7.1, Therefore, having therefore these precious promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. We have no right ourselves. We belong to Christ. He purchased us. And therefore we to keep ourselves keep ourselves in holiness, persevering in holiness, being watchful over everything that we do and say that we might walk in these bodies giving glory to God and in our spirit which are God's. What a responsibility is mine as a child of God. I represent him on earth. Therefore, I'm to walk as one who is bound for heaven. I'm to act as one who is bound for heaven. I'm to show forth the praises of him who's called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm to follow him because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And what we should do since we're not our own, we're bought with a price and I think we, we should daily surrender ourselves unto Him. That should be a new surrender every day. I think we should hear Romans 12.1 continuously, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, and be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We're, We're to present ourselves unto Him every day, surrendering unto Him. And I've told you the thing that I tell Him over and over again. Lord, take my emotions, my imagination, take my Understanding, take my my mind, take my will, take my affections, my feet, my hands, my eyes, my ears, my mouth. Take them. They belong to you. Use them this day for your glory. All part of me. My body is to glorify him as I walk day by day as his child. That, that, That truth has gripped my heart this week. I couldn't get away from it. I didn't want to. I just let it roll over in my heart and mind, that expression, you're not your own, for you're bought with a price. And if that's the case, then I, I, I want to be in, in complete submission unto him, to consecrate myself unto him completely. We are told in Romans thirteen fourteen, make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof, Shall we sin that grace may have got bound? God forbid that everything be done to the glory of God. And, brethren, in concentra- consecration, in that daily surrender, there is our perfect liberty to walk with Him. People think we're under bondage. But the child of God who walks in His will is not under bondage. He has liberty. The way I look at liberty is liberty not to sin, liberty not to walk in my own way, not license, but liberty. Liberty from sin is freedom. Liberty to sin is slavery. Therefore, I should honor him and glorify him in all that He that I do and all that I say. then there should be, should be that submission completely unto Him and then that expectancy. That expectancy that God is going, since I'm His property, He's going to take care of me. I cannot do much for myself if I were my own. But if I, have, but if I belong to Christ, I expect that He will do great things for me and great things through me for His glory. Since I belong to Him, He will not let this body of mine end in corruption. No, He has greater things than to leave it in the grave. He has greater things for the body. He has a dwelling place for that body with Him forever and forever, dwelling in righteousness, a new body. No pain, sickness, or decay, or sin. I belong to Him. And therefore, He will not leave me in the grave and the body be in corruption. He'll bring it out in the, the state of resurrection forever and forever. And then I love this. He means to use us. He bought us to use us. He will equip us for what He desires for us to do. I never get over that. I never get over that. And God equips us to use us for His glory in the place where He desires to put us. I thank Him for that. I can see His hand in it, that I'm not my own. I've been bought with a price. Therefore, God will enlarge our minds. God will enlarge our outreach. God will enlarge our faith. He will increase our faith. He will increase our love. We will know more about His love and more of His grace daily. He will give us all of these things. We can depend upon it to walk with Him. And therefore, we can trust Him. So in closing, I'd like to ask you a question this morning. Are you here this morning and you belong to yourself? Do I hear someone sitting there saying, of course I am. I do not believe in surrendering myself to God. Well then, if you're your own, then you will go to your own place. You will be driven out of light into darkness, into the hell prepared for the devil and his angels, away from the presence of God. You'll have to be your own comforter. You'll have to be your own helper, for there will be none there to comfort you and to help you. But to be bought with the price of Christ's blood and to be His, He will help you. You'll heard it before, and you'll, you'll hear it again. I, have go- I know I've gone through and tasted what it is for God to give dying grace. And that doctor in Naples in May 1995 gave me three hours to live and told my wife that he had to operate and I wouldn't come off the operating table alive. I had hope in Christ. I had dying grace. And I asked myself the question, Leroy, How are you going to stand before your Maker in three hours? Only in the blood, the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ in his person. That's all. You see, I have have help. I have a helper. I have a comforter. And that comforter is the one who bought me with the price of his own precious blood. And he shall see me through the chilly waters of death for his glory. Then I ask another question. Are you here this morning anxious about your soul and to be saved? And the way of salvation is that you believe in Jesus Christ. But it's also essential for you to know that if you believe, you surrender. You let go. You leave behind. Yourself, your sins, and the world, for you're going to belong to another. And in that believing, there is a surrender of yourself to Jesus Christ to take you and save you and get you home at last in his presence. If he will save you, shall he have you to be his possession? Yes. If you come to him, will he turn you away? No. If he will redeem you, will you confess then that you're not your own, but you're bought with a price? That your body's not your own, belongs to him? What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. For you are bought with the price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. I pray. I've been praying. I've prayed while I've preached. And God has been pleased by His Spirit to write this upon each and every heart this morning. And when we go out of this house praising Him, you know what? You would tell your wife or your husband or your children, you know what? I'm not my own. My body, my whole being belongs to another. And that one is the Lord Jesus Christ who washed me in his own precious blood. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Is that not precious? It's precious
1: to me. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog,